this is going to be a little bit of a slower process, right? Like, you know, when you build a sustainable lifestyle of healthy eating and you want to feel good in your body and make nutritious choices, this is not a lose 20 pounds and 20 days type of thing, right? This is a lifestyle. Be patient. Know that a transformation that's going to be long lasting is going to take some time. And welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Sheree Allen, a board-certified family physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. My goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health topics, but I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. So today on the Millennial Health Podcast, we are joined by a very special guest, Amber Shaw with the Wellness Revolution. Welcome to Millennial Health. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. So one of the things I absolutely love uh, that you say is as women, we do best when we have a community of women around us. And clearly you've done a wonderful job building that community. So tell us a little about your journey to getting to this point. Oh my gosh. You know, how much time you got? Okay. Like for how much time you got, you know, it was such a such a windy, windy road for me um, that I am mm-hmm. so grateful for. And I will tell you that it was kind of like a two-pronged journey for me, right? Like it's, it was my own personal journey with my own health and wellness. And then it was also just some like life events that really kind of uh, forced me to ask some hard questions about my life and really is what changed the trajectory really of my life because my whole platform is really teaching women how to get off the crazy train of dieting. It is a vortex that I spent my entire life in. From the age of 10, I would say that that's really kind of like my first memory, I think of feeling very uncomfortable in my body, not being happy with the way that I look, looking at my peers and like, oh, I wish I looked like her because I was never an overweight child, but I was a a tall, I was like, when I was like 13, I was like five, seven, I had boobs. Like I was the whole thing. Right. So I always looked older than I was. And then also like my dad and like, uh, mentors of mine, like aunts, you know, whatever would make comments about my body. And they were very innocent. Right. But like as a 10 year old girl, they stick with you. So that really started kind of this, just this whole thing for me of not feeling comfortable in my skin. And it really progressed until, you know, all the way, even in my twenties where I was bulimic for a while. And I always say like, I'm so grateful that I had the resources to get professional help to, to stop the physical act. I always differentiate between the physical act and the kind of the mental piece of that, because even though I had uh, help to stop the physical piece of it, I never really healed kind of what was going on with me and learning to love my body and be happy in my skin and have body confidence and all these things. And it really progressed, you know, through my thirties. And at this point, I want to highlight that I was in a very successful corporate sales job, but I, I got married and I had kids and with both kids, I gained a pretty significant amount of weight. Pretty much, I always say that I think I used that time as a 
almost like a binging time for me because I'd spent so many years on like a restrictive diet. Like I've been on every diet, like known to man. If I told you how much money I spent on like diet books, like, you know, online programs, like it's just, it's ridiculous. And so I gained about 65, 65 to 70 pounds with both children and I lost the weight, but I was very, very unhealthy about it. Much like my whole life, that was no different than any other time in my life where I was like up and down, you know, riding the diet roller coaster my entire life. And it wasn't until um, 2018, I was 39 and my marriage completely fell apart. And it was a very, very traumatic time for me. And I was getting ready to turn 40. And I had to start asking myself a lot of hard questions. And at that time, like my asking questions about how I felt about myself and like my body image and my um, happiness and my own skin, that wasn't on the forefront. On the forefront for me was, okay, like what are the questions I need to ask about what's going on with my marriage? I'm not happy in my career but I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. It was like, I could do it in my sleep. It just wasn't for, you know, wasn't giving me joy. I was like, you know, I started to go inward and I, I took a trip to Costa Rica for my 40th birthday. It was kind of like an eat, pray, love mini version. And I was like, man, I got to figure some stuff out. I got to figure some stuff out. And it was a very, very direct moment. It was a very, I would say, divine moment where I was on the beach and I was doing some meditation and really journaling and just just thinking, 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 thinking. And I was really trying to figure out, like, how can I turn all of this pain, what I was going through with my marriage, into purpose? And it just hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to be a coach. I have to teach other women. Um, and, and at this time too, I started to recognize that like, I am unhappy in my body. I am unhappy with myself. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of being so, uh, food obsessive. I'm so tired of being on diets. I'm so tired of just not being happy with myself. And I was like, I have to do like a total life makeover. I'm going to change some things. And, and so a part of that was, yeah, it was changing careers. It was figuring out a way to funnel everything that I had learned, a lot of the work that I had done over the years. And I, at that point was not healed for sure. Like I was just getting going. Yeah, no. Yeah. That was going to be my question. What were the actual things you did to create that change? So you said changing your career was a big one. Any other things directly that you did? I, I was listening to you and I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is what I want to know. Because that's the advice we can give to other women. What are some of the tangible steps? Someone's listening. It's like, whoa, I'm going through a similar crisis, having some of the same issues, you know, some of the same problems, but they feel stuck. So what next? Girl, I know what it's like to feel stuck, yeah. right? Well, let me tell you the <laughs> most important thing that I think the number one, you got to get quiet. You got to get quiet with yourself. We, especially as women, I think we spend so much time just receiving other people's messages. And for a lot of us, we, we wake up and we realize, I don't even know what I want anymore. I don't even know how I feel about things. And so I think, you know, not everybody has to take a beach trip to Costa Rica to figure things out take five minutes in your closet every day. I don't care what you have to do. Get quiet 
with yourself. And I think that is the number one thing for sure. And that is free. That doesn't cost anything to, to connect with yourself, to connect with that intuition. You know, intuition, a lot of people think that intuition really comes like from the mind. Intuition is a feeling. It comes from your gut. It's a knowing. It is a physical knowing, but it takes practice to connect with it and then not only connect with it, but then trust it. Right. Yes. Right. That's yeah. the next step. It's one thing to know, but then to act on what Absolutely. you do. Know. And, you know, for me at this time when I was going through this, like kind of spiritual awakening and, and, and really like reconnecting with myself, there was a book I read and I highly recommend this book. Um, it was called um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. She is a incredible woman. And what she talks about in this book, which I think when you can really, really own this, I think it it is such a powerful thing to help you get through any crisis. Um, When you can really own that you are always exactly where you need to be, always, even when you don't understand, even when it's painful, even when it seems so hard and you just, you don't know why you're going through this, just trusting, trusting that you're exactly where you need to be. Right. So for me, it was like, it was, it was both. It was getting quiet with myself and just learning how to, to trust that, to hear first, hear that physical response, my intuition, and then really having faith to trust it. Right. And then I'll also say a lot of therapy too. Mm. Okay. Like that, I'm not going to lie. Like a lot. (laughs) I was, that was where I was going next. You know, we talk so much on this podcast about mental health and addressing mental health issues. And, you know, the first step in, you know, addressing many of uh, the mental health conditions that we struggle with Mm -hmm. is therapy, right? Seeking professional advice. And it is very different. I stress all the time from talking to your girlfriend or calling your mom. It's not the same thing. Absolutely. One thing I'll (laughs) say about therapy, and I know that, you know, obviously not everybody has the financial resources to have a therapist on staff, I will say, but you know, sometimes insurance will take care of, of a therapist or there's a lot of free resources. Sometimes there's like free groups that you can go to. Number one, I want to say that we have the answers within. We know we have our own answers within. But what a therapist does, a good therapist, is they hold the space for you to get to those answers, right? And they are professionally trained to help you get there, right? That to me is what a good therapist does. And you know, what the other thing I want to say about therapy, and I can, I can definitely say this from going through all of what I went through in my marriage, therapy is good as preventative. If you have the resources, don't wait until there's a problem. Even with relationships, I think that every couple should have a therapist and even, even by yourself. Individual work is extremely important, but I, I definitely think, yeah, don't wait until there's the problem. If you can do it, like it's called preventative medicine for sure. Oh, yeah. You are speaking to yeah, like the right? champion of that. So I'm a family medicine physician, so I work in primary care, and that is what I spend like three quarters of my day um, stressing to patients. You know, I know you haven't had the heart attack yet, the stroke yet, the chronic kidney disease yet, but I don't want you to get there. So let's change these factors. Let's address these. Trust me, I'm here for the PrevMed. <laughs> this is something, you know, the mental health piece of it, which is so interesting because the mental health actually dictates so much 
of our physical health, right? And so I think that in taking care of our mental health, we don't prioritize that as high as like cutting Mm -hmm. back on salt or on sugar or all these things. But in reality, just even hormonally with the release of cortisol and all of that, I mean, our mental health can lead to all kinds of physical problems. So yeah. Absolutely. And that also dictates how you're able to show up in your life, right? You know, we have a scale in uh, the clinic that we use called a PHQ-9. So we ask uh, nine different questions, you know, about, you know, whether you're feeling like hopeless, loss of interest and things that you once loved, right? So trying to help assess, it's not a perfect scale at all, um, but it tries to help bring up some of the issues you may be experiencing. And I often think to myself, you know, if you're not able to do many of these things outside of it being a scale, right? If you're not getting good sleep, if you're feeling hopeless, if you're just losing interest in the things you love to do, right? Forget that it's called a PHQ-9. How can you show up in your life if these basic check boxes, you know, you can't say yes to these things, you know? Yes, absolutely. You know, and I think also even as like, I, cause I work with a lot of moms, I think we think that we have to um, show up for everybody all the time. And I, I don't even, it's not even a mom thing. It's also just, you know, just, I think a human thing, especially if you're kind of a people pleaser, mm-hmm. we feel like we need to show up all mm-hmm. the time for everybody and do all the things. But in reality, we cannot show up for other people unless we show up for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yes. I love uh, one that says you are not obligated to set yourself on fire. To keep I, other love mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So that's how I I like that one. But shifting now to another topic that you talk a lot about, uh, nutritious foods and a manageable fitness routine, because I think that's a key part of, uh, especially we're talking Mm -hmm. about mental health now, driving positive change in your mental health. You know, I always say to my patients, the two best antidepressants out there are exercise and getting outside under the sun, you know, sleep is the big three, but can you share a little on how, um, the wellness revolution includes a really approachable plan for, you know, pursuing a healthier diet or nutritious foods and a manageable fitness routine. You know, I think we get so much thrown at us and it's so Mm. abstract, you know, it's Mm. like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, you know, and as a doctor, I am guilty of that when I say to my patients, you should exercise more, you should eat healthier. But like, what does that mean? Is it 20 minutes per day, four days per week of, you know, sometimes people just want to get concrete. I know, right? They want some tactical, like, you know, some some things yeah. to really simplify it. I'll tell you. So one of my biggest things that for me that was like such a game changer in like my health and my wellness and what I what I talk about when I say like getting off the crazy train of dieting and creating a sustainable lifestyle. If you are somebody that feels like you struggle with your weight and you just want to be, you know, or you, you want to feel comfortable in your skin, you want to be healthy, you want to feel good and strong in your body. You know, I think the number one step is stop doing the restrictive dieting. Stop cutting out whole food groups, like stop eating stuff in a package and a box. Stop you know, looking at your food as just calories in and calories out. 
You know, I talk all the time that food really is medicine. It has the power to heal us and it has the power to destroy us, right? And, and I coach women all the time. For me, my women that come to me, they're, they're tired of dieting. They're tired of living in this world where, again, they are on that crazy train of dieting, right? And so, you know, the first thing that I say to them is that, okay, well, we're not going to diet anymore. We're not calorie counting. We're not macro counting. We're not weighing food. We're not doing all that. And you don't have to, but what you do have to get right and get your mind right is that this is going to be a little bit of a slower process, right? Like, you know, when you build a sustainable lifestyle of healthy eating and you want to feel good in your body and make nutritious choices, this is not a lose 20 pounds and 20 days type of thing, right? This is a lifestyle. And so then what does that look like? What does a sustainable lifestyle where you are healthy in your body, you're keeping the weight off, you have a more of a flexible metabolism, like what does that look like? And it's really actually so simple. It's like, it's really what you learned in probably like the fourth grade, which is just eating a more balanced diet, getting lean proteins, good proteins, getting lots of veggies, get your greens in girl, like, yes. Um, you know, get good fats in your diet. So your avocados, you know, getting like flax seeds and chia seeds and nuts. And again, more, more good fats in your diet, getting carb carbs. Yes, we eat carbs. We don't, we don't carb cut. No, but when we choose carbs, we're going to eat carbohydrates that are more complex, ones that have not been stripped of their nutrients, ones that are less processed. So what does that look like? That looks like get some brown rice in your diet, get some quinoa in your diet, sweet potatoes, barley, like just again, like really trying to, and it's not about cutting out completely. I think that's where people, when we talk about like a clean eating lifestyle, right? Um, what differentiates that between, you know, and just another diet is learning how to practice some moderation. So I'm not saying don't, don't ever have a piece of bread. Don't ever have pasta, right? Like enjoy it. Like food's amazing, right? Eat it up. I have pizza every Friday night and I love it. But that's not my normal, right? Like my normal throughout the week, you know, 80% of the time, I'm eating just good whole foods. So I think for, you know, a very simple thing that if you wanted to start today, like, okay, how do I start doing this? When you go to the grocery store, start with the perimeter. Don't even go through the center aisles. Like don't even try and do all that. You start shopping, start learning to shop the perimeter of the grocery store. And that's where you're going to find the good stuff, right? So I think that from a nutrition standpoint is good. You know, when it comes to fitness, I can tell you the number one thing that is, I think for all ages, it's absolutely doing some strength training for sure. You know, cardiovascular health is absolutely super important, um, you know, just for heart health and obviously just, you know, overall health, it's important, but a strength training and especially, you know, my ladies, you know, thirties and forties, we start to lose muscle for sure. And then I even know even my ladies over 40 is like a half a pound of muscle per year, even 30s, you know, 30s, 40s, this is where metabolism starts slowing down a little bit. And one of the best ways that you can combat that is having more muscle on your body, it's going to burn more calories at rest. Um, and so combining that with with some cardiovascular work, my particular favorite way of, of exercising is doing interval training where I'm doing a 30 to 45 minute workout. And during that workout, we're doing some strength training and, you know, getting my heart rate up and then resting and getting it up. And so we're kind of working through those intervals. Um, so, you know, I do think that 
get, getting your body moving on the daily is important, whether that's, uh, you know, getting your steps in, just even just walk, you know, again, walking maybe with your, with your friend, whatever it is. I think that that is important. Um, but I do think getting some strength training in where you're actually doing some weight bearing exercise three times a week is really important, I think. What's your best advice on just getting started? You've done a wonderful job outlining all of this. So everyone who's been taking notes, you're like, okay, all right. And they heard it before, right? You were just reinforcing really good messaging that they've heard before. But what's your best advice to just like get going with this and stop taking the notes? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like start small, right? Like my best advice is what I always tell women and and men too. I think a lot of times the reason why we don't start is because we get overwhelmed. We feel like if we can't go all in, then we might as well not start at all. And that's completely untrue. Start small. So this week, if you're like, you know what, I know I need to start exercising. I know I need to go get to the gym or do a at-home workout. Don't try and say like, okay, well, I need to go four times this week and to blah, 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 three times this week. Just commit to one day. I just want you to commit to one day. I want you to commit to 20 minutes, one day at a time, right? And so for today, all I want you to do for today is how can I start to maybe make some easy swaps? Like, that thing that I would normally eat in a package or a box or that that thing that I would normally eat something that's more processed. What's one thing I could swap out for that? Right. So I just think it is absolutely like mm. one meal at a time. Yeah, I always say this with meal planning too, right? I know that's like something that's really can like get people like, you know, hung up on because it's like it's so overwhelming. And, you know, women, they're like, oh, I meal plan for the week and it just seems so hard. I'm like, don't meal plan for the week. Like that's overwhelming. Like don't, don't try and spend eight hours on a Sunday meal prepping. Like who wants to do that? Start with a couple days, like just get your mind right about a couple days. That's it. Right. So, yes, I always think it's starting small, one meal at a time, one workout at a time. And I think start getting some wins from that. Okay. What about when we get started, we're going super motivated, but we're not really seeing the results and that becomes Mm. a little demoralizing. What do you have to say there? Two things I want to say about that. Number one, put the scale away. Put the scale away. Stop. Because, you know, this is the number one derailer I see with people because, you know, when you start an exercise program, right? When you start changing your nutrition, there is absolutely your body composition shifts a little, right? And so there's some things happening with your body to where you could be having some fat loss happening, but you're also gaining some muscle because people always say, oh, you know, muscle weighs less than fat. No, it doesn't. Pounds, pounds ways to sink takes up less space is what we need to understand, right? So we could be losing inches. Our clothes could be fitting better. We could be losing body fat, which is ultimately what we want. The scale can reflect, you know, muscle loss, which we don't want. Uh, water weight, which, you know, it can drive that number. Um, so we want to lose body fat. So I would definitely say stop weighing yourself and start to pay attention to how are your clothes fitting? You know, if you want to do sometimes even taking pictures is a good idea because I coach women all the time and they'll be like, I'm the scale's not moving. I'll be like, girl, take a picture. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. I can totally see the change. Take pictures. And if you want to do some measurements, that can be motivating too. I will say that that's the first thing. Second thing, be patient. 
the average, and again, I don't even like to throw out this average sometimes because again, I'm going back to a scale number and it can really fluctuate, but you know, you really don't want to be losing more than like one to two pounds a week. Anything more than that is way too restrictive and it's not sustainable. But I I want to I want to do a little disclaimer there that sometimes you won't even see that like losing weight is not linear. It's not like you start losing weight. People think that they start losing weight or they start a program and they lose 5 pounds. Usually that's water weight that you drop in the first 2 weeks and then they just expect it to keep going down 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 down. That doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. So what I want to say is get your mind right. Be patient. If you are really trying to lose weight and keep it off sustainably, like a realistic number for like a three month period, it could maybe be eight to 10 pounds or, you know, or maybe a half of a dress size. You're not going to go down a solid dress size in three months. That's a lot. And I think that that's what we expect. So yes, put the scale away and be patient. Know that a transformation that's going to be long lasting is going to take some time. What is your best advice for millennials as far as the wellness revolution is concerned? Oh my gosh. I'm like, how much time you got again? Like I have so many things I want to say. (laughs) Um, You know, I think the best advice again, will go back to stopping the dieting. And the reason why I say stopping the dieting is because it's not just what it does to your body physically, right? To me, and at least this was this way for me, it's what it does to your mental game, right? Like when you are constantly um, living the lifestyle where you're on a restrictive diet, where you are constantly chasing that next thing to how to manipulate food and your body, you are creating a lifestyle that's not sustainable and you're setting yourself up for failure. And there are absolutely some mental repercussions that come with that. Because what happens is, is we start these diets and they're not sustainable. We can maybe stick to them for a little bit amount of time. And then we end up, you know, I'm doing air quotes here, falling off the wagon. And, and how do we feel about ourselves then? How do we look at ourselves in the mirror? We feel guilty. We feel ashamed. We feel that we can't do it. We feel like something's wrong with us, right? And I can tell you, years and years and years of living that, you will eventually start to believe it. It transcends beyond just the diet. Every time you look in the mirror, then you start to think, I don't look good. Something's wrong with me. And so I would say to to millennials that you might not realize the impact that it's having on your mental game and your confidence level and your self-love. But I can tell you that dieting is absolutely chipping away at that. So I would say really take a hard, hard look at your relationship with food and start, start to heal it now. Don't, don't wait, start to heal it now. That's really good advice. Thank you. Where can we continue to follow you and see some more of what you have to say? Yes, I would love it. So I am definitely across all social media. Um, I hang out on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I am Miss Amber Shaw. That's MS Amber Shaw. And then um, my website also is just ambershaw.com. So I would love to connect anybody that if anything that I said resonated with anybody and they just want to reach out, please do. This is what I love about what I do. So I would love to hear from you. And then what about some of your courses that you offer as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I do, um, I do have the wellness revolution is my kind of my monthly membership, which is really my monthly accountability and like, um, support group. I found that 
when women are really going through this process where they're trying to make some transformation, what they really need is to stay consistent and they need a cheerleader. And so I'm that cheerleader. So I is a the Wellness Revolution is a program where I it's personally coached by me. And um, we it is again, we do a lot of fun stuff. There are lots of guest speakers and just a really beautiful community of of women coming together to support each other through this process. So um, that and I also have a podcast as well. Uh, the Wellness Revolution podcast. Uh, you can find an Apple and Spotify um, where we dive deep into a lot of the stuff that we touch on today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much yes. for joining us at Millennial Health. This was an yes. awesome conversation. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Millennial Health Podcast. Though my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues, I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I hope this information was beneficial to you. And if so, please subscribe to the Millennial Health Podcast and share with your friends. Please also leave us a review. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. J. Sheree, D-R-J-A-Y-S-H-E-R-E-E.